Hello everyone, welcome to the Plug-in India Electric Vehicle Podcast, our weekly show on the happenings in the Indian electric vehicle scene. My name is Abhishek, I'm the host at Plug-in India and I've been associated with Plug-in India since 2015 and with me is my friend Kamle, the editor-in-chief of the Plug-in India platform. We also have Farah, the producer of the podcast. This is episode 5 of the Plug-in India Electric Vehicle Weekly Podcast, Hyundai and Volvo's Electric Car Commitment. Kamlesh, what's happening at Plug-in India? Abhishek, uh, you came to Pune and then we visited a very interesting Tata Nexon EV owner. And I must say, it was such a wonderful uh, change of scenery and change of environment for me. We got to see Mr. Rahul Rajan, whom a lot of uh, listeners will remember from our video of his smart green building. So he owns a Tata Nexon EV that he charges simply using solar energy. That was a very interesting chat that we had with him. And I got to see that building for the first time and I got to take a test drive in his Nexon EV. Uh, It was a lot of fun and the video on that is coming very, very soon. Yes, that was a lot of fun. And uh, this morning, Atulji and myself, we worked on a video where we compared the Pure EV Pluto and the battery LOEV electric scooters. So that video is coming coming soon too. So a lot of things happening, lots more to come in the Plug India channel. So I'm very excited about the videos that we are going to publish this week. But in this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about Hyundai and Volvo's renewed commitment to electric cars and also about IIT Madras's electric bus project and the Delhi government electric cycle incentive. So let's get started. This episode of the Plug in India podcast is brought to you by our awesome Patreon and YouTube members. For as little as just $1 a month, you can contribute to the work of Plug in India and help keep the channel independent. Once you are a member, you get access to our Discord server where you can interact with the Plug in India team members on a daily basis. Go to www.patreon.com slash pluginindia or click on the join button on our YouTube channel. Okay, so the first news item, Hyundai Motor Group recently revealed a new modular EV architecture that will be part of 23 new battery electric cars in the next five years. The platform consists of a modular chassis design, 800 volt architecture, and the first cars are due out in 2021. To give you more information, Hyundai Motor Group, which owns Hyundai and Kia, as well as Genesis, showed us a new modular BEV platform for bigger vehicles called the EGMP, which stands for Electric Hyphen Global Modular Platform. The Hyundai Motor Group has big plans for the EGMP. This new architecture will support Hyundai Motor Group's goal of introducing 23 electric battery electric vehicles by 2025 across the Hyundai, Kia and Genesis brand. The company's goal is to sell 1 million BEVs in that same time frame. And the first few models will hit showroom sometime in 2021. Fascinating, Abhishek. I always thought Hyundai was playing games and you know not doing much as much as it could with electric vehicles, but it looks like they're serious about EVs at last. So here are some features of this platform. Uh, apparently, it has a 800 volt electric architecture. So most uh, electric cars, modern electric cars and long range electric cars in the world are currently 400 volt based systems. Some interesting features are that like it supports bidirectional charging. So it can actually supply power to other equipments power appliances. It supports vehicle to vehicle charging. So where any any electric car that has a CCS connector can use the Hyundai eGMP electric car oh, wow. to get some juice. They have ramped up the high speed charging capability. Like you can charge up to 350 kilowatts. So most long range fast electric cars charge at like 150 to 200 kilowatts. 
Also, they have made a lot of efficiency improvements, like the motor inverter, the transmission, all integrated into one unit. Uh, that's making the system more more efficient, and that's they're able to get more range. Uh, they're also using a NMC battery, nickel manganese cobalt chemistry for for the energy high energy density they need. Uh, they're getting 500 kilometers range in WLTP, which is a European test bench. It's a highly modular platform that supports uh, multiple types of vehicles. You know, like uh, sedans, crossovers, SUVs. And the first model that's going to be launched is the Hyundai Ionic 5 in 2021. So, so Kamlesh, what do you think about Hyundai turning over a new leaf? This just blew our minds actually when I was reading it and researching it and understanding the platform. So this Hyundai seems to be really thinking for the future. So I, I think the demand for high-range electric cars will only increase in the next five years. And Hyundai needs a, a solid platform and this looks very impressive. I think 500 kilometers would soon become a minimum requirement. So essentially these new platforms have to provide uh, that, that kind of range and offer performance. Uh, this platform definitely has a lot of efficiency improvements to support such long-range electric cars. I'd like to add to that that one feature that caught our attention is vehicle-to-vehicle charging, where we think that the possibilities are simply endless. So just think, you know, uh, an EV owner who is short on range can simply contact another person who owns, a, like, say, the eGMP Hyundai and, you know, call him up and say, hey, hey, buddy, do you have enough for a top-up? We think that might become a standard <laughs> question among EV owners in a couple of years' time. Integrated charging control is, control is a really, really cool feature. Hyundai even claims the car can operate a mid-size air conditioner unit and a 55-inch television for up to 24 hours, which is mind-blowing. Yeah, that's interesting because uh, uh, just imagine the possibilities are pretty cool, right? Like, if you're stuck up somewhere and you need charge, you can just call up a friend. Yeah. Your friend comes with your Hyundai car and then you top up. One interesting take on the integration of the motor, inverter and the transmission is that uh, it's one unit and that's that makes it more efficient but at the same time i would i also wonder how repairable that would be any uh, i mean if you observe these uh, integrated max or the integrated all-in-one uh, pcs that are being sold they are uh, they generally are very difficult to repair and replace components so that diagnosing issues also would be a bit complex so i think this is something that hyundai should surely would have looked at but there's something to think about so hyundai seems to be one of the few companies that is actually investing into the next generation of evs and they seem to have accepted evs are the way of the future definitely something very reassuring to see but we are not sure if these vehicles will be sold in india in 2021 or whether even in 22 or 23 we we'll definitely hope to see these cars on indian roads within the next two to three years. But for now, hats off to the team at Hyundai for their EV vision. Okay, moving on to the second news item. Volvo Cars India have said that they are committed to having a full portfolio of electric vehicles for India. By mid-2021, Volvo may launch the XC40 Recharge, its first all-electric vehicle for the Indian market. So the Volvo XC40 Recharge, uh, it has a twin motor system uh, with a combined power of 304 kilowatts, 78 kilowatt battery pack that offers 400 kilometer range and uh, pretty good acceleration and top speed. And they're using a 150 kilowatt uh, CCS charger. The pricing seems pretty expensive. <laughs> the UK price is listed at 60,000 pounds. So we can expect the price in India to be more than 70 lakhs if they import it from Europe. Right. Like the recently launched iPace, this is a, yet another car that is targeted more towards rich people. But if more and more of them drive EVs, then that is, that is only good for the environment. I, I would say more power to them. Anyway, Mr. Charles Frum, the managing director at Volvo Car India, said, and I quote, Volvo is committed to sustainable mobility and plans to bring a full portfolio of electric cars to India. This is part of our global commitment to reduce our CO2 footprint per car by 40% by 2025. Our first battery electric vehicle, the Volvo XT40 Recharge, is coming to India in the second half 
of 2021. The XC40 recharge has received a very good response from customers in other markets and we are expecting the same in India as well, end quote. Mr. Trump also praised India's EV policy and said it will especially help the luxury segment. He said, and I quote, the EV policy is great and we would recommend the government to continue with it without any change. The current strategy is set up for success as luxury cars will lead the EV space in India, end quote. What do you think about all this company? Uh, Volvo seems to be pretty ambitious when it comes to electric cars. And on their website, they have declared that, you know, 50% of the cars they sell will be pure electric by 2025. 50% would be hybrids. They plan to phase out the normal uh, ICE cars by 2030. Looks like uh, the Volvo XC40 recharge would be the first electric car the company would launch. And uh, apparently they have plans for at least five to six models in the coming years. So pretty interesting uh, focus on electric vehicles again by Volvo. Good to see that Volvo wants to get its electric car to India as soon as possible. And like I said before, like the Jaguar I-Pace, rich people will have multiple options to choose from. Kudos to Volvo for planning to phase out its petrol version entirely and offering only electrics in the Indian market. That's pretty far-sighted of them. Moving on to the third news item. IIT Madras has signed an MOU for an e-mobility pilot with Hitachi ABB Power Grids and Ashok Leland to run electric buses on their campus. Buses will be manufactured by Ashok Leland and will make use of Hitachi's ABB Power Grid flash charging technology. Uh, apparently, this flash charging technology is pretty interesting. Uh, you can actually quick charge the battery of the bus while the passengers are getting on and off uh, every time the bus stops. So, there's like a quick quick charge happening every time the bus stops. IIT Madras apparently will host the infrastructure needed for this uh, flash charging system. And all the three organizations, IIT Madras, Ashok Leland, Hitachi, will run these electric buses for sustainable in-campus mobility for students and staff of the institute. So on places like highways, where a charging facility is hard to find, an e-bus with this kind of solution can reduce the need to take the vehicle out of service for recharging every few hours. Have a replacement bus ready. Mr. N. Saravanan, the Chief Technology Officer at Ashok Leland said, and I quote, The combination of our robust buses with electric propulsion technology and flash charging can be the answer to the need for sustainable public transportation across the country. These electric buses coupled with the flash charging system can save as much as 1,000 tons of carbon dioxide if a bus drives 600,000 kilometers per year. And there are 30% operating cost savings compared to a diesel bus. So this offers great business value to operators and also helps the environment. All right, Kamlesh, plug in India's take. We have electric buses running in multiple Indian cities as of today. Uh, for example, Shimla, Jaipur, Pune, Mumbai, Bengaluru and many more. And many multiple other cities and municipal corporations are also opting for electric buses for in-city transport. It's almost close, more than a year since Pune started uh, these electric buses. And they're performing great. They're saving huge money uh, for these city municipalities. Whenever I drive around in Pune, I watch these electric buses bus past me. And it's... Uh, it feels fantastic. Yeah, it's always fascinating to see electric buses on the road because they're such a novel sight. And uh, in fact, you, you sent us a picture for the Plug in India show of uh, an electric bus on Pune's roads, which uh, is one of your hobbies when driving. Uh, that, that was a really interesting sight. At the same time, I would also like to add that if the project is successful, then multiple educational and industrial campuses and factories should adopt this model to get more electric buses on our campus road. Mr. Nitin Gadkari, the Minister of Road Transport and Highways, uh, had inaugurated India's first intercity electric bus service between Mumbai and Pune back in Feb of this year. But unfortunately, due to the pandemic, I think all the plans were halted. So Mumbai Pune has huge potential because it has a dist it, it just covers a distance of 150 kilometers, and most electric buses can do 300 kilometers per charge. Other corridors like uh, Jaipur and Delhi 
which is being trialed as of now. Lots happening in the electric bus scene. I think in a couple of years, we'll have electric buses all over the country. So very interesting. Hopefully, uh, these 12 projects will all again see the light of day and quickly start proliferating. And we can see more and more electric buses in, in, in a year's time or in two years' time. For our final news item, this is something that Kamlesh is very excited to talk about. The Delhi government is planning to promote electric cycles by offering financial incentives under its ambitious Delhi EV policy. The Transport Department has released a draft proposal for considering electric cycles as a new segment under the Delhi Electric Vehicle Policy 2020. So, Kamlesh, uh, I know you're dying to talk about this, so please go on. So, the Delhi state government is already is providing a subsidy of 30,000 rupees on electric scooters and motorcycles and up to 1.5 lakh rupees for cars. For electric cycles, apparently they plan to subsidize 25% of the cost of the cycle, up to 5,500 rupees. Also, there's a fixed additional incentive of 2,000 rupees for the, on the first 10,000 electric cycles. The Transport Minister of Delhi, Kailash Gelot, said that, and I quote, this is a different segment that is now being introduced. Worldwide, the maximum number of e-vehicles that one can see are e-cycles, end quote. He said that e-cycles can be pedaled like normal cycles and be used to travel short distances. The Delhi government also expects large-scale electric cycle use by people in the home delivery business. There will be higher incentives for cargo electric cycles, which can be used for last-mile delivery. A purchase incentive of 33% of the price, up to rupees 15,000 per cargo e-cycle, will be given to the first 10,000 cargo e-cycle buyer. Okay, Kamlesh, I know, I know how much you love your e-bikes and how much you just love the concept of like cycling everywhere in general. Please uh, give us your take on this. The electric cycle industry has been crying out uh, for incentives for such a long time. I, I feel electric cycles can easily replace many activities performed in a scooter or larger vehicles and uh, thus definitely needs to be supported. Even the central government frame to scheme did not cover electric cycles for some reason. The main issue, the main advantage of an electric cycle is that it's energy efficiency. So an electric cycle consumes around 300 watt hours of electricity to go 50 kilometers. Electric scooter consumes 1.52 kilowatt hours of electricity to go 50 to 60 kilometers. So, wow. It's insanely economical and also right. energy efficient. efficient. This this can be a huge boon for multiple people buying uh, e-bike or uh, even organizations and fleets using e-bikes for deliveries. And I'd like to add to that that it's also insanely, insanely cost efficient to, to ride a cycle instead of a scooter or, or a car. Because you like assuming that you spend a rupee per kilometer in, in, a, in, a, in a car, you're spending 50 rupees to go 50 kilometers. But with a bike, you'll be spending 2 rupees to go... The- to go the same distance. So it is incredibly cost efficient. Uh, most of these companies import these electric cycles and the uh, kits. Uh, but there are companies I know who are actually localizing many of these components like the motor, the controller and the drivetrain. There are companies like uh, Lightspeed, E-Edict, uh, Feliday, uh, Hero Electro. All of these companies sell e-bikes. Most of the e-bikes start at like, you know, 28 to 30,000 rupees. Uh, good ones go even go up above 40,000 rupees. Yeah. So I think uh, a subsidy subsidy definitely helps these companies to sell more. Definitely e-cycles are something that you should consider whether it's something you will use for your work or whether it's something you will use for exercise. They are just a fantastic uh, mode of transport all around for energy efficiency, cost efficiency and most importantly for the sake of your health. So good job Delhi government. Alright guys, with this we come to the end of this week's show and it's time to get some questions and comments from Farah. Sheila Ditya Gida on our YouTube channel asked, How do I apply for EV charging station setup? Where and from which company? Hi Sheila Ditya. So thanks for your question. Uh, you don't need any license to set up an EV charging station. All you need to do is uh, pick up the charging equipment, ensure that you have uh, adequate power loads 
and uh, register your charging charger in multiple uh, uh, multiple platforms uh, so so people can know where your charger is uh, what is the cost and then uh, offer ev charging so you need to have space you need to have uh, power loads uh, for example if you want to set up a fast charger a dc fast charger uh, you need to at least get a load of uh, say 50 kilowatts so that two cars can ch- charge at the same time at 25 kilowatt rate so you'll also need a, need to invest in a dc fast charging equipment uh, there are multiple companies like avb delta mastec eo who offer uh, charging station hardware equipment so once you get procure the equipment the com- those company technicians will come to your place and install it to them and also set up payment and other uh, authentication uh, methods and uh, you can get started with your ev charging service so it's pretty straightforward it's like you know just getting appliance and uh, offering uh, charging service for your customers it is absolutely essential that you ensure you have earning when you when you set up these uh, charging station it's not as simple as simply in, uh, simply installing a, a 15 ampere plug because a lot of the evs uh, will not charge if there's no proper earning and frankly it's quite dangerous to attempt to charge them because of the of the high loads that you will experience during the charging process so just make sure that all the safety precautions are in place before you go ahead thanks for listening to the plug in india electric vehicle podcast you can find transcripts for each episode on our website plug in india is an ev advocacy group and a social enterprise dedicated to promoting electric vehicles and sustainable transport in india you can write to us at support@pluginindia.com or you can find us on twitter facebook and instagram we are cell phone and not a part of any large media organization if you want to support our work why not become a patron supporter or a youtube channel member it helps in paying our staff and bandwidth you can also support the show for free write a review or recommend us to your friends and family every little bit helps subscribe to our podcast on apple podcast google podcast and spotify thanks for listening bye goodbye